Welcome back to the Bend on the Trail podcast, episode 17. Peter happens upon old Mr. Toad in the middle of changing his clothes, embarrassing Mr. Toad no end. He gets even with, with him by doing a disappearing act, which puzzles Peter no end. Chapter 13. Peter Rabbit is impolite. Peter Rabbit couldn't get old Mr. Toad off his mind. He had discovered so many interesting things about old Mr. Toad that he was almost on the point of believing him to be the most interesting of all his neighbors, and his respect for old Mr. Toad had become very great indeed. Of course, who wouldn't respect anyone with such beautiful eyes, and such a sweet voice, and such a wonderful tongue? And yet, at the same time, Peter felt very foolish whenever he remembered that all his life he'd been acquainted with old Mr. Toad without really knowing him at all. There was one comforting thought, and that was that most of his neighbors were just as ignorant regarding old Mr. Toad as Peter had been. Funny, mused Peter, how we can live right beside people all our lives and not really know them at all. I suppose that's why we should never judge people hastily. I believe I will go hunt up old Mr. Toad and see if I can find out anything more. Off started Peter, lipperty-lipperty-lip. He didn't know just where to go now that old Mr. Toad had left Smiling Pool. But he had an idea that he would not be far from their meeting place of the day before when old Mr. Toad had explained about his wonderful tongue. But when he got there, Peter found no trace of old Mr. Toad. You see, it had rained the day before, and that's just the kind of weather that old Toad likes best for traveling. Peter ought to have thought of that, but he didn't. He hunted for a while and finally gave it up and started up the crooked little path with the idea of running over for a call on Johnny Chuck in the old orchard. Jolly, round, bright Mr. Sun was shining his brightest, and Peter soon forgot all about old Mr. Toad. He scampered along up the crooked little path, thinking of nothing in particular but how good it was to be alive, and occasionally kicking up his heels for pure joy. He had just done this when his ears caught the sound of a queer noise to a little to one side of the crooked path. Instantly, Peter stopped and sat up to listen. There it was again, and it seemed to come from under an old piece of board. It was just a little rustling sound, hardly to be heard. There's someone under that board, Peter thought, and peeped under. All he could see was that there was something moving. Instantly, Peter was all curiosity. Whoever was there was not very big. He was sure of that. Of course, that meant that he had nothing to fear. So what do you think Peter did? Well, he just pulled that board over. And when he did, he saw, who do you think? Why, old Mr. Toad, to be sure. But such a sight as old Mr. Toad was, Peter just stared. For a full minute, he couldn't find his voice. Old Mr. Toad was changing his clothes. Yes, sir, that's just what old Mr. Toad was doing. He was taking off his old suit and under it was a brand new one. But such a time he was having. He was opening and shutting his big mouth, and drawing his hind legs under him, and rubbing them against his body. Then Peter saw a strange thing. He saw that old Mr. Toad's old suit 
had split in several places, and he was getting it off by sucking it into his mouth. In a few minutes his hind legs were free of the old suit, and little by little it began to be pulled free from his body. All the time old Mr. Toad was working very hard to suck it in at the corners of his big mouth. He glared angrily at Peter, but he couldn't say anything because his mouth was too full. He looked so funny that Peter just threw himself on the ground and rolled over and over with laughter. This made old Mr. Toad glare more angrily than ever, but he couldn't say anything, not a word. When he had got his hands free by pulling the sleeves out of his old coat, off inside out, he used his hands to pull the last of it over his head. Then he gulped very hard two or three times to swallow his old suit. And when the last of it had disappeared, he found his voice. Don't you know that it's the most impolite thing in the world to look at people when they're changing their clothes? He sputtered. Chapter 15 Old Mr. Toad Disappears Admit your fault when you've done wrong, and don't postpone it very long. Old Peter Rabbit didn't blame old Mr. Toad for a bit, for being indignant because Peter had watched him change his suit. It wasn't a nice thing to do. Old Mr. Toadhead looked very funny while he was struggling out of his old suit, and Peter just couldn't help laughing at him. But he realized that he had been very impolite, and he very meekly told old Mr. Toad so. You see, it was this way, explained Peter. I heard something under that old board, and I just naturally turned it over to find out what was there. Hmm, grunted old Mr. Toad. I didn't have the least idea you were there, continued Peter. When I found out who it was and what you were doing, I couldn't help watching because it was so interesting, and I couldn't help laughing because you really did look so funny. But I'm sorry, Mr. Toad. Truly I am. I didn't mean to be so impolite. I promised never to do it again. I don't suppose, Mr. Toad, that it seems at all wonderful to you that you can change your suit that way, but it does to me. I'd heard that you swallowed your old suits, but I'd never believed it. Now I know it's so and just how you do it, and I feel as if I learned something worth knowing. Do you know I think you're one of the most interesting and wonderful of all my neighbors, and I'll never laugh at it or tease you again, old Mr. Toad. Hmm, grunted old Mr. Toad again, but it was very clear that he was a little flattered by Peter's interest in him, and was rapidly recovering his good nature. There's one thing I don't understand yet, said Peter, and that is, where do you go to sleep all winter? Do you go down in the mud at the bottom of Smiling Pool the way Grandfather Frog does? Certainly not, retorted old Mr. Toad. Use your common sense, Peter Rabbit. If I had spent the winter in Smiling Pool, do you suppose I would have left it to come way up here and then have turned right around and gone back there to sing? I'm not so fond of long journeys as all that. Oh, well, that's so. Peter looked foolish. I didn't think of that when I spoke. The trouble with you and with a lot of other people is that you speak first and do your thinking afterward, when you do any thinking at all, grunted old Mr. Toad. Now, if I wanted to, I could disappear right here. You mean that you would hide under that old board just as you did before? said Peter with a very wise look. Nothing of the sort, snapped old Mr. Toad. 
I could disappear and not go near the, an old board or step nearer than I am now. Peter looked in all directions carefully, but not a thing could he see under which old Mr. Toad could possibly hide except the old board. Now he had said he wouldn't hide under that. Well, I don't like to doubt your word, Mr. Toad, said he, but you'll have to show me before I can believe that. Old Mr. Toad's eyes twinkled. Here was a chance to get even with Peter for watching him change his suit. If you'll turn your back to me and look straight down the crooked little path for five minutes, I'll disappear, said he. More than that, I give you my word of honor that I will not hop three feet from where I am sitting. All right, replied Peter promptly, turning his back to old Mr. Toad. I'll look down the crooked little path for five minutes and promise not to peek. So Peter sat and gazed straight down the crooked little path. It was a great temptation to roll his eyes back and peep behind him, but he'd given his word, and he wouldn't, and he didn't. When he thought the five minutes were up, he turned around. Old Mr. Toad was nowhere to be seen. Peter looked hastily this way and that way, but, well, there was no sign of old Mr. Toad. He had disappeared as completely as if he'd never been there. Chapter 15 Old Mr. Toad Gives Peter a Scare If you play pranks on other folks, you may be sure that they will take the first chance that they get a joke on you to play. Old Mr. Toad was getting even with Peter for laughing at him. While Peter's back had been turned, old Mr. Toad had disappeared. It was too much for Peter. Look as he would, he couldn't see so much as a chip under which old Mr. Toad might have hidden, except the old board. And old Mr. Toad had given his word of honor that he wouldn't hide under that. Nevertheless, Peter hopped over to it and turned it over again, because he couldn't think of any other place to look. Of course, old Mr. Toad wasn't there. Of course not. He'd given his word that he wouldn't hide there, and he always lives up to his word. Peter should have known better than to have looked there. Old Mr. Toad had also said that he would not go three feet from the spot where he was sitting at the time, so Peter should have known better than to have raced up the crooked little path as he did. But if old Mr. Toad had nothing to hide under, of course he must have hopped away, reasoned Peter. He couldn't hop far in five minutes, that was sure. And so Peter ran this way and that way a great deal farther than it would have been possible for old Mr. Toad to have gone. But it was a wholly useless search. And presently Peter returned and sat down on the very spot where he'd seen old Mr. Toad. Peter had never felt more foolish in all his life. He began to think that old Mr. Toad must be bewitched and, and had some strange power of making himself invisible. For a long time, Peter sat perfectly still, trying to puzzle out how old Mr. Toad had disappeared. Well, but the more he puzzled over it, and the more impossible it seemed. And yet, old Mr. Toad had disappeared. Suddenly, Peter gave a frightened scream and jumped higher than he'd ever jumped before in all his life. A voice, the voice of old Mr. Toad himself, had said, Well, now are you satisfied? And that voice had come from right under Peter. Do you wonder that he was frightened? When he turned to look, there sat old Mr. Toad, right where he himself had been sitting a moment before. 
Peter rubbed his eyes and stared very foolishly. Where did you come from? he stammered at last. Old Mr. Toad grinned. I'll show you, said he. And right while Peter was looking at him, he began to sink down into the ground till only the top of his head could be seen. And then that disappeared. Old Mr. Toad had gone down, and the sand had fallen right back over him. Peter had to rub his eyes again. He had to. And then, to make sure, he began to dig away the sand where old Mr. Toad had been sitting. In a minute, he felt old Mr. Toad, who at once came out again. Old Mr. Toad's beautiful eyes twinkled more than ever. I guess we're even now, Peter, he said. Peter nodded. More than that, Mr. Toad, I think you have a, the best of it, he replied. Now, won't you tell me how you did it? Old Mr. Toad held up one of his stout hind feet, and on it was a kind of spur. There's another just like that on the other foot, said he. Now I use them to dig with. You go into the hole head first, but I go in the other way. I make my hole in soft earth and back into it at the same time this way. He began to work his stout hind feet, and as he kicked the earth out, he backed in at the same time. When he was deep enough, the earth just fell right back over him. For you see, it was very loose and not packed down at all. When he had once more reappeared, Peter thanked him, and then he asked one more question. Is that the way you go into winter quarters? Old Mr. Toad nodded. And it's the way I escape from my enemies. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Be sure to join me again next time when Jimmy Skunk disturbs Toad's nap and Mr. Toad hops for his life. Until then, happy trails.